and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I am here with Shona Hamilton Higgins. I'm so proud that I got that right. So as you can tell we have not been here for a month and I am looking forward to having a lovely drink with Shona. So Shona, what is your business yeah. called and what do you do? My business is called Lilac HR and basically what I do is help small and medium-sized businesses become brilliant employers and, and the way that I do that is by helping them build solid foundations of people management and then help them build that into their business strategy so that we can look at forward thinking people management instead of just firefighting constantly so that's that's yeah pretty much it in a nutshell awesome so how long have you been into HR I've worked in HR for a good eight or nine years now in corporate settings um, I kind of fell into it actually I didn't I, I left school thinking that I was going to go and work with horses um, with my failed business studies A level <laughs> um, and that didn't work out at all but I ended up landing a job um, at a construction construction company and worked my way up through that which was really really great and I got drafted into the HR team in in the construction company and I was like oh I'm actually pretty good at this this is all right and then I got made redundant from that job, um, which it ended up being the best thing that could have ever happened, really. Um, because I basically made looking for a job my job, bagged a job within two, two to three weeks, and then put all my redundancy money into my CRPD qualifications. And the rest is pretty much history. Um, so how long ago did you say that was? Oh, that must have been too long ago to remember that was probably about seven years ago seven or eight years ago that that happened don't I outed myself as being a landlord for the past 20 years the other day and I, every ever since I've said it I'm like just don't do the maths on this don't don't no. let's not think about that one at all it's terrifying <laughs> I know shit I mean I've got a bloody 13 year old now scary I'm not oh loving God, that is terrifying I know I'm not loving these earphones they are um full-on flattening my head so uh, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go back to the drawing board with uh, these but good sound quality mm. so I hope everyone can hear us really well so did you automatically once you were qualified go into running your own business or where did this come about no so I was um I did my CIPD, CIPD qualifications while I was working full-time in a couple of different HR jobs and I sort of flitted around in different roles working my way up sort of through the ranks and then it reached a point where the only real option for me in terms of my next step was going to be to be a HR manager and the thought of managing people just kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit um so I was like do you know I, I just don't know what I want to do and I was I was chatting to my husband um and I was like I don't I don't know what I want to do I don't know where I want to go it's all just a bit shit and I was like oh I don't know what I want to do um and then he just said well just work for yourself just like that's ah, really easy isn't it just work for yourself and I was like oh <laughs> I guess well, I guess I could do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I set up the business pretty much that weekend and did some research and stuff and then what I did was I so that was 2018 that I set up the business um but I was working full-time and sort of setting up the business in the background for a couple of years um and I actually didn't take the business full-time until June this year so oh, that wow. was good timing. Well, um, I don't know, good and bad. I mean, I yeah. so 
I'm a surveyor and I help um, salon owners understand their leases and I, you know I do all of the legal side of um, their property and everything so I you know I was working so closely with HR companies at the beginning of lockdown because you know yeah I, I was doing all of the um, speaking to the landlords and stuff like that but you know every because I've got such a close relationship with all of my clients they were all like what the fuck do I do with my staff? And I was like, I've got, you know, great people that are in our um, UK salon owners group who come in. Um, oh God, I've forgotten your name. You're such a lovely lady who who helps us with HR and stuff. Um, I'll definitely connect you to, because she's, she's yeah. a beautiful, lovely lady and she's so kind and, you know, gives lots to people. But anyway, I was, I got her into the group and um, I got her to give, you know, loads of really good advice and stuff because for you guys, it was just... I mean, for everyone it was, but it was just constantly changing, wasn't it? How how did you find that as being like a HR professional? How did you find that kind of keeping up with it and everything? Was it as difficult as it looked, as difficult as it sounded? Yeah, it was. It, initially, when it all started coming out like February, March time, you sort of started thinking, oh, shit, something's happening, something's coming, but we don't know quite what, what it's going to look like or how it's going to impact us. Um, and at the time, actually, beginning of this year, I was working in food manufacturing, so we were sort of planning for, okay, we need to keep going because we're going to have to supply the supermarket. So it was working out how we can safeguard everybody, keep everybody chilled because as the pandemic sort of took off, everyone started freaking out and everyone was just losing their minds about it. Um, So trying to make people feel safe at work was our priority. Um, So that in itself was a challenge because when the prime minister is telling everybody to stay at home and you've got to tell everybody to come to work and pack your vegetables, that's pretty hard to make people feel safe doing that and making wow. people feel motivated. How did you do that then? How? Because for me, um, I'm not um, a very anxious person. I don't tend to be like that, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I actually had coronavirus at the beginning of the pandemic. So when everyone was, you know, like starting to get scared and stuff and yeah. um we weren't quite into lockdown so I came I was supposed to come out of isolation the day after we all went into national yeah. lockdown Jesus Christ I totally broke down at that because I'd already yeah. done two weeks but I I think maybe it was that maybe it was because um you know I, I'd already had that whole I can't breathe and mm-hmm. just the panic of you know oh my god if everyone gets it like I did because we were lucky in yeah. our house there's four of us and I was the only one who can breathe so you know thank oh. god for that but it was that whole knowing how it felt mm-hmm. and I know now so I don't feel as bad the second time around because I know now that the majority of people are fine so that's cool yeah. but at that time there was like one person five people were dying a day and I couldn't breathe so I was like yeah fuck this is bad you know this is gonna be really bad for a lot of people luckily yeah. I mean although it's awful and there's like 50,000 people that have died now it's outrageous but at that time in my head I was thinking like the what not the world is ending but it felt really bad for me whereas this time I don't feel so bad because it's been proven that not as many people get it as bad as I yes. got it with you know thank god but I understood the panic completely yeah whereas this time around it doesn't feel so panicky do you think no. it's because we know more about it or do you think it's because we've we've got you know covid fatigue and we've just given up i think it's a bit of both 
Okay. I think there's there's people that are they, that everyone's used to it, and I think it helps that businesses have got a handle on it now, and they've done their COVID risk assessments and they've put all their communication strategies in place, and people who are working from home are working from home, and and everybody's comfortable with it. But I also I think you're right. I think everyone's got a bit of fatigue. Everyone's a bit sick of it now. We're all a bit done with 2020. Let's just get it done. And I think there's also you know how many people have told you it's a conspiracy as well. Like Shut everyone's up. just. Everyone's just Shut losing their up, shit over it. You tart, like seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. So I think China virus. I think it is easier no. this time around. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I do. I think so. But I mean, you know, for for right and wrong reasons. But I do think it is. Like you know, I feel for everyone who. You know, obviously the people who die or the people who get seriously ill or you know even the people like me that couldn't breathe and it's like the unknown and stuff like that you know my husband kept saying to me every time you get a cold or something like that it goes to your chest so you'll be fine you'll be fine mm. but you just at that time you didn't know because you you know there was so few people dying you didn't know if you were going to be one of them so it was that was all a bit crap no, and, so how are you actively no exactly I mean you know this is actually my first pandemic I remember at the beginning saying to my mm. children who weren't taking it seriously which I understand that you know they're 11 and 13 and they're assholes but I remember saying to them you are going to sit with your grandchildren and tell them that you live through this much like you mock me for telling you that I am the age of the internet the internet was created in my lifetime you mock me for that your grandchildren are going to be like what you live through coronavirus so it is that serious and they were like what and you know obviously it really (laughs) freaking is and it's you know insane and mental and all of those things added together so how have you managed to make people feel comfortable about going into work and kind of how have you made it safe how is it safe for everyone I mean how long's a piece of string I think what we what we did at the the, in the sort of lockdown part one and we put all the safety measures in place we had all the temperature check-in we literally went overboard with all the measures that we would put in place but then we started thinking about, OK, like management presence is going to be really important here because there was there's already and there always is in, in manufacturing type settings. There's a them and, the, and us kind of um, dynamic where the factory floor staff think that they're really undervalued and that management just swan around, come and go as they please and do sweet FA all day. So it was really important that we had management presence on site saying you're here working and we're here as well. Yeah. So. We because said actually of... stereotypes are stereotypes because largely they're true and yeah. largely you do find that that in situations like this everyone who has a decent salary fucks off yeah but in this situation I am absolutely with you I have yeah. never seen a situation where it's ever been so hands on deck no and, and it is, that's exactly what it has been and and that's that was really important for us to kind of maintain that that image so what we did was we split the management team into two teams and worked opposite four on four on shifts so we were on you had like a team of management on with one shift because they did opposite four on four offs and you had one team of management with the other shift and it worked really really well and we sent a couple of vulnerable people to work from home and then everybody else was just on it and because the thing is although the pandemic meant that everybody kind of disappeared from their workspace and um, loads of people were furloughed and loads of people were working from home. In food manufacturing, we saw the sorts of increases that we normally see at Christmas time, but in the space of a week. And we didn't have six months to plan it. No, 
and and that's and I think that's why you know it was so heavily publicized that that we're not going to run out of food we're not going to run out of food we're not going to run out of food but I know from experience and as you will um testify now that actually there there was the very swan-like thing going on where everyone was trying to be as calm as possible but there were paddling feet going on underneath because yes we weren't going to run out of food food but there were things that we weren't going to get in and it wasn't bloody toilet roll just so everyone knows oh my god no stop panic (laughs) buying bob roll (laughs) it really wasn't toilet roll although you know gotta say as a girl who's had coronavirus it did you know it definitely was the first day where there was a requirement for toilet roll so not everyone gets that symptom but (laughs) luckily i did oh no full experience full on glamour model this one full on glamour model anyway um you didn't ask you what you're drinking. What are you drinking tonight? Furlough Merlot. Furlough Merlot. <laughs> I've only got Furlough Merlot. I don't even know, actually. The husband. I think it is Merlot. Merlot or Malbec? Merlot, I think Either it or. is. Yeah, Furlough Merlot. It should be called yeah. Furlough Merlot, shouldn't it? It should Not be. That. I think just any, anything. It was funny, actually. I, um... When I was when the lockdown came again, I was posting about you know what you can do in lockdown lockdown this time because obviously I help a lot of salon owners and they all had to close and everything and it's awful and it's you know and I get all of the anger and everything and I'm with you girls and guys but girls um and um I was asking people you know what you can do doing fellow and everyone was going back to me going oh what are you going to do through fellow I was like you know when you guys got the the four months off before you know not that it's great for you I didn't have a single day off Mm -hmm. and you know how you're about to get another month off I'm not going to get a single day off and it was so funny we looked me and Claire who you know um as you know who helps me out and we do this together um when we looked at my out of office I hadn't had a day off since New Year's Day no do you know what it was exactly the same for me and my husband so he was working from home I was working from home doing all this all the stuff um with the food manufacturers and I was actually on a fixed term contract covering maternity leave so that lady came back in May so I was wasn't able uh, between Christmas and June when I started the business full-time didn't have time for a holiday and then building a business in lockdown defo haven't got time for a holiday so I think we took our first actual week off in October for our wedding anniversary that should have been our honeymoon so yeah feel god yeah (sighs) it sucks ass because last year I mean I I know um, I'm gonna get somebody say something horrible but you know bring me best but last year I went away every single month Mm. and and because I love traveling and that's what that's what I I don't live in a lavish house you know I don't have I'm not a materialistic type of person my car's 12 years old things like that do not interest me at all I've always traveled I've traveled around the world I did it all before I had children and started my own business and stuff like that so traveling is a big thing to me and I you know and I prioritized it last year and I had and weirdly enough I had nothing planned for this year because I planned to uh, renovate our house with lived in a what I affectionately have called a squat for the past (laughs) two years and the plan was to renovate the house. And as of the 7th of April, it's going to start the grand, you know, everything was going to get knocked about. We were going to live in, you know, an absolute hovel, whatever we could deal with it. And obviously then lockdown hit. Yeah. So we had not, so not only did we, I mean, at that stage, nobody knew that we wouldn't be able to travel anymore. Um, although some people have traveled, so, you know, good for you guys. But we had nothing planned. We weren't renovating. You know, we were absolutely stuck in this hovel. And it really really affected me because yeah. if that's your one thing if that's the you know if you I think you know if if you love your car 
and every day you still got to drive your car awesome well I didn't have that and if you mm. love that you know if you've got a beautiful house I mean luckily since then we've decided screw it we're just going to decorate top to bottom and the renovation can just happen whenever we get out of it so that's that's what we're going to do now that's fine so we now do have a nice house to live in so lockdown was good for one thing because I managed to get my um, really lazy husband to decorate the house which is awesome but you know we didn't have any of those things we didn't have holidays to look, after, to look forward to or anything so the one thing that I did and I think it was really good for for me and my kids and everything not my husband because he's a princess but I took the kids and we do it every year but usually for a long weekend but I took my kids off camping for a week I left my phone behind wow. I left my computer behind and I literally sat in a field with my husband with my husband with my cousin husband that is probably right <laughs> with my cousin and we sat there with four kids and they just ran feral I mean they were disgusting they were climbing trees you know but, but they're teenagers yeah. they don't do anything like that anymore they climbed trees you know they made they played t- tag you yeah. know they had make-believe you know stories going on it was just incredible because when better to do anything like that than when you're yeah. stuck in lockdown absolutely it just wouldn't happen now mm. so that was amazing that's exactly what I did anyway I've taken us off on a tangent again which is what I always do so tell me more about you do you have children you know what's your dynamic so uh, it's just me and hubs at home we've got lots of fair babies we've got two wise, dogs. wise uh, yeah we've got two dogs a cat three chickens and two horses so they keep us busy enough, like right. we don't need kids in the mix of that. Yeah, don't um, yeah that, that keeps us lovely and busy. Um, and we live we live um, on the Norfolk Cambridgeshire border. So we've got lovely rolling nice. countryside around us. So again, like in lockdown, we were really lucky because although we were working constantly through lockdown, we had to get out and walk the dogs. We had to yep. get out and go and do the horses. So we still had something that got us out of the house every day which was so so welcome especially when I we got were... a lockdown puppy did you yeah <laughs> yeah I had to get a lockdown puppy and it was you know it's just the best isn't it because like you said you have to go out and walk yeah. them you have to get out in fact actually I found the hardest part just before he got all of his jabs so yeah because I can't take them out yeah. oh my god I hadn't thought about that because I'm quite an active person got running a lot I like to walk a lot and all of that sort of stuff so you know not being able to leave him alone and not being able to walk him really didn't think that one through but yeah. obviously when it passes it's absolutely amazing well and you have the benefit that you're in lockdown so you're at home anyway aren't you like when we first got our puppy I was working um I was working for an IT company and I had to travel all the time up and down the country and it was it was I don't think we actually saw each other for about three weeks while we were like introducing the puppy and everything because it was I was working from home and then he was working from home in the afternoon and then we'd swap and then I'd go off to London or Manchester and what have you and it's just insane I, I think all companies should just offer like paternity leave and let you have two weeks off when you get a puppy. <laughs> Brew dog do it. I think everybody oh. else should. <laughs> oh, do they? Oh, maybe that's what I need to do with, with my company as I scale and grow it. That, you know, yeah, totally. paternity I, I think, leave. Yeah, because I think I think so many businesses get really stuck in a rut of providing the same sorts of benefits that everyone's provided for the last like 40 years. Yeah. And it's not relevant to people anymore. Nobody really gives a shit. 
just make stuff up if you I've if always meaningful I've always run my own business I've never had a maternity leave I've never you know had any of that I went back to work when my youngest was three weeks old I think the longest I had off was oh maybe two months with my mm. eldest and that was only because I had a c-section with her otherwise I would have just carried on but that's the that's the beauty and the hindrance of running your own business so how have you found running your own business I love it absolutely love it it's the best decision I could have ever made because I actually did um I actually did one of those uh, those like personality tests recently it's like it's called a motivational map um and it goes through like what motivates you and what came back was it just made me laugh because it was just so bang on it was like you're a free spirit you don't like being controlled you don't like being told what to do you you're not good to manage and I was just like yeah that's me yeah, 100%, 100% me I hated it you know I, I left so many really great jobs because I was being micromanaged and I was like oh my god just let me do my job and I will yeah. do it well and if I need you I'll fucking ask I'm exactly the same with my clients there and I'm, I'm sure as you get more I mean maybe you're already there but as you get more confident with your clients you'll also pick the ones that you don't you aren't you aren't micromanaged by your clients because I'm very much you know people only come to me if they want me to say I mean I'm you know I don't mind doing the whole you've got a choice of a or b pick one and we'll go down that route you know I'm cool with that but I definitely won't have somebody come to me and say this is what I want you to do for me I'm like "Mm." then you need to employ somebody because that's not what I do I won't do anything I don't believe in I very much have you know people who trust my experience and trust that I'm going to get them to you know the the end result that they're after and you'll it's such a journey I mean I've been doing this for over 10 years now and every year I find my confident great confidence grows which you know people who know me personally probably want that to stop at some point <laughs> but it just is it's such a growth and you get more confident to say no to people I mean it's terrifying when you first start out in business to say I don't want I don't want your money but it's so empowering and it's so important to have really? the clients that you love and you yeah. love your job it's just it, it is and I, and I think I've been I've been incredibly lucky with the clients that I've worked with already this year and I've I feel so privileged to have been able to help over like 20 businesses I think it's just fantastic that we've been able to just help them through a difficult time because it's everything that everyone's going through is awful at the moment and and that's been fantastic but I think you're right I think I don't want to work with clients who don't share my passion for people and for doing the right thing if somebody comes to me and says well I've got to, I've got to pay you to do my contracts because I've got to that's not what I want I want somebody who wants to do the right thing um and someone that has a dream for their business and is passionate about it because then I can help them achieve that passion yeah. especially when you're employing people like you pay so much money to employ somebody in your business and trust that person to take your business baby and you and you just leave them to their own devices and I think oh my god why are you doing that you could just there's so many things you can do that will get your return on that investment so much quicker and so much more efficiently in a way that is in line with your company values and how you want to operate and that you know they're they're the clients I love working with yeah absolutely I watch a lot of um Gary V's um stuff and I know um the kind of Americanisms aren't great for us Brits because it is too um it's too cheerful (laughs) I don't know if he 
it's cheerful. I actually find some of it quite negative, but but in a cheery way, which is yeah. just just too much of a weird mix for me sometimes. So I, I try not to listen to it too much these days. But I do completely agree with his ethos that he works for his employees. He he is there to serve them, and he has to understand them because. If you're employing a team of people, they have to be happy with what they're doing in order for them to grow your business for you. Because you're just one person. You can't grow that on your own to scale. You need those people around you, happy people around you. So they're constantly an ambassador for your company. There is nothing worse than when people go, oh, she's an arsehole. Because, you know, we all are assholes, but that's just a part of who we are. It's not the whole of us. And if we're constantly just giving the, that bad side to our employees, you know, you're never going to scale your business or you're going to scale your business in such a bad way. So it's so important that you realize that you're working for them. You're working to make them happy so that all of those people scale your business for you. Yeah, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. Pe- people people buy from people 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 go to businesses because they're they're drawn in by the people not just the offering and people leave people so if there's people leaving your business it's probably because you've pissed them off yeah yeah I mean think of it like a divorce a divorce is really fucking expensive I can vouch for that it cost me 25 grand for my last divorce last divorce not doing it again what did I say like that for sorry Ryan love you but it cost me 25 grand. You know, if I wasn't really, really hell bent on it, I wouldn't have spent that money. I'd have just stayed there forever being utterly miserable. You know, people leave clients no matter how, or leave, um, yeah, clients and customers, no matter how expensive it is because they just don't want to fucking do it anymore. So it's really important that you kind of give everything to those people that they deserve. Not, I'm not talking about, you know, selling something for, to someone and then giving them all of those added extras. I'm very clear on my offering. This is what you get for this price and you're buying it from me and that's what you're getting. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm very kind and I love the people I work with. So I do all of the natural things, but I don't feel guilty about it. If it's no. a no, it's an absolute no. And I think people need to appreciate that. But interesting I was I was late on this podcast I was talking to Claire about this new project that we're working on and um and it's too early to kind of talk about it anyway but we were talking about the fact that you know the space that I'm going to be entering into is so negative at the minute and I'm in such a positive kind um space in my life at the moment that I that whenever I think it's because of lockdown. It's a really, I've struggled with people who are struggling and I, you know, I've offered free meals to people who can't feed their kids or can't feed themselves. You know, I've, I've offered free advice to people who, you know, are having to close their business. I've offered, you know, oh, brainstorming sessions for people who have lost their jobs and think that they can't do anything else. You know, all of those types of things, because it's just so important to me at the minute. And I know it's for me. I absolutely no, it's a selfish thing. I absolutely know that this is about me and I need to feed my soul with happiness and I need to feed, feed my soul with kindness. So it's, this isn't about me, you know, saying that, oh my God, I'm an amazing person. Absolutely not. This is, this is for me. I need to feel all of that greatness. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying to Claire was that there's so much negativity on social media that sometimes it's really hard to kind of wade through it. And I want to find this positive space. And she was, and she just, you know, instantly sent me this graphic because she's really great at all these graphic stuff which I'm utterly shit at she instantly sent me this graphic of this new kind of thing that we're going to say 
going to start and it was so rosy and shiny and lovely and positive and and amazing and everything like that and I was like you know do you really think we should do this and she was like you are doing it and this is exactly what we're going to do and we're going to be the positive space for people you know and they're going to be able to ask any question and they're not going to be trampled on and there's going to be no mean spirits and you know and we're going to make sure that that's the and and I think that's exactly what's needed at the minute There's so so much sadness and and depression and anxiety and and despair and frustration that it, you know we I put out a post the other day and I put it everywhere and I just said you know I'd got so much hate not so much hate that's that isn't that a lie it was literally one percent hate but as as a as a woman that's what you kind of focus on which is really fucking frustrating because I'm really not that type of person but there was literally one percent hate and I put the post out and I said you know people had told me to get off of social media and I will not do that and the reason I will not do that is because I'm not always here for the people who thank me for what I do I'm also here for the people who sit there and go I don't fucking need you you're a fraud you're a fake you're a this you're a that because if I keep saying are you okay if I keep saying you don't need to always be sad and frustrated and lonely and depressed and poor and and just in despair and everything like that if I keep being that shining light and if everyone keeps trying to be that shining light that they're all going to have somewhere else to go and it's not always going to be in sadly all of these groups that I keep finding that say you're shit you're crap that's a stupid question because that's what I'm finding at the minute and even in all of these amazing you know I've got I've got really good connections in all of the mumpreneur and the you know female groups and even then I've got so large that there's venom in them and they're not being picked up because there's not enough people in there to pick all of it up and that's cool and I get that you get so large that you can't micromanage everyone and that's really sad but there's all of these people like you who are just starting out that hurts it really fucking hurts when you're going um how do you do something really simple but for you it's not simple for you it's the hardest thing you're dealing with at the time and you just need someone really kind to say to you oh I did that and this is what you need to do you don't need someone to go that's a fucking stupid question no and I just want to kind of build that nice space where people can ask the stupid question because there's no such thing because on paper I'm very intelligent I could get my kids and my husband up here in a microsecond to say list all the stupid questions I've asked today and they would go because because if you don't know you don't know it's not a stupid question exactly and and you don't know what you don't know so you need to be asking questions and I and I think it's so important particularly now that whatever your job is whether you're an entrepreneur or a business owner or if you're just at work that you're asking yourself questions and you're focusing on your personal development and you're just trying to understand everybody else's point of view because you see all the memes on Facebook and stuff don't you like we're, we're in the same storm but we're not in the same boat I like that so one apt. I wasn't I wasn't with that at the beginning until somebody sent me that and I was like shit yeah. you're right because I'd said so, so many times we're in it together no we're not no we're not in it together because I've had money like less money rolling in but not it hasn't affected me because I'm not going on fucking holiday all the time so I I have I've not been in the same bloody 
boat as everyone else but no. I was sitting there going we're all in it together no we're not we're not at all you know and I has... didn't appreciate that until literally somebody yeah. sent me those memes so memes they work they do you know apart from working from home COVID ha- luckily has not changed mine or my husband's lives at all we still apart from not going to the pub as much yeah. bit upset about that and yeah. um, it just made, made us realize what little social life more. we have <laughs> yeah yeah but we're, we're not all in it together and I think no. there need there needs to be an acknowledgement of that because even if even if all of your employees are going to work still they're still not having the same experience because they're probably worried about somebody who they're the support bubble for or they know somebody who's got covid or perhaps they're worried they're going to get it themselves they've all got their own anxieties and stuff going on you know like when the pandemic first came out and we were worried about looking after all of our factory staff all the management team were also losing our minds because we were all like oh shit are we all gonna die like it it, we but we had to be strong for everybody else and I think it's such an important time that everybody leans on people and people take the time to look after themselves particularly if you're the person that is responsible for the employment of other people you need yeah. to be looking after yourself because because they're going to come to you and go, Denise, I'm terrified. What what's going to happen? What yeah. you know, I, I, I'm worried I'm going to lose my job, or I'm worried that I'm going to get COVID, or my you know my kids are going to get it. And you have to take that on, and then that's got to go somewhere else. So you yeah. need, like people need to be leaning on each other and just looking after each other. Yeah, so time for for getting all nasty. I know definitely last last kind of mention of this is kindness is so important and there's an mm. asshole in everyone and my mum's yeah. favorite thing that she says to me all the time is there's good and bad in everyone yeah. and usually it's when we're talking about someone that I effing hate so I repeat this endlessly in my head there's good and bad in everyone and there really is and I think it's just so important that before you say something that you wouldn't say to someone's face and this is coming from someone who would say it to someone's face before you say something that you wouldn't say to someone's face or would say to someone's face just be kind this isn't the time to say shit you don't need to say if somebody asks for help give that help and if you can't give that help please walk away it isn't the time it isn't the time to be some keyboard keyboard warrior it really fucking isn't so please step back and give everyone the time and space and love that they absolutely need because you have it in you absolutely have it in you because there is good and bad in everyone anyway we're coming to the end of the podcast and we end all of the podcasts with oh no before we do this sorry Ooh. tell everyone where they can find you if we if we need your help where can we find oh, you fabulous so i'm on linkedin um shona hamilton higgins feel free to connect with me um or i don't think i have so i page. will i'll do this afterwards yeah go for it um i'm on instagram um lilac hr limited and i'm on lilac as in the color lilac as in the color um lilac hr limited um you'll see it it's bright purple with a big orange circle you can't miss me (laughs) thank you so much so we add all uh, end all of the podcast with eight mile moment so i don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me i I make that very clear i love eminem and i love the eight mile and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him he's skinny he's white his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back so shona what are the worst things about you i'm really impatient like really impatient that is probably and bossy impatient and bossy and i won't be told oh even even if 
If someone tells me to do something, even if I agree with them, I will do the opposite. It doesn't work. <laughs> Stubborn, a bloody minded. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think, we, think we might be the same person. <laughs> I think we might be. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, but I recognise it though. So that's halfway towards the battle. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. As long as, long as you know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just awareness. Know, that's it. I know I'm an arsehole. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Thank I know, you so I know much. when I'm being unreasonable. It's all fine. Oh, God, yeah. You're so lucky you're not having kids. I've raised two kids who are exactly the same as me. It's utterly horrific. <laughs> just just yeah, don't do it. They're amazing. They're beautiful. I love them. They're too many me's. It's not for it's not for the world. No. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you so much for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find surveyors.co.uk. I got it right. Yay. Bye. Say goodbye, Shona. Bye.